comes the sun Here comes the sun I say it's alright Hello and welcome to the Sustainable Living Show on WMNF Tampa 88.5, where every Monday at 11, we bring you a conversation with local experts on sustainable issues. Your hosts today are myself, Kenny Coogan, and the wonderful Annie Ellis. Hi, yeah. Annie. Hey, I'm wearing my WMNF Tampa t-shirt, which I never wear a t-shirt. I, I'm also wearing my WMNF yes, t-shirt. Yes, we are representing. From the last pledge drive. So, Annie... Uh, sent me a couple of photos this week yes. about caterpillars and questions. So, Annie, you want to tell the story? Yeah. So, I, uh, I garden at a friend's house who is disabled, well, cannot garden, and they have a few people that garden, but they don't really, they don't know a lot about a lot. So, it's great that they ask questions. And they uh, put on uh, our little group text that they had to remove these uh, caterpillars from a carnivorous plant uh, because it was eating it all up. And I'm like, wait a minute, my carnivorous plant guy, Kenny Coogan, let me ask him. I didn't even look at it. I just sent it straight to him. He says, well, first off, well, do you want to say what you did? (laughs) Yeah. So when I got the photo, I immediately recognized that it was not a carnivorous plant. Exactly. (laughs) It was a Dutchman's pipe vine, which is the host of the pipe vine swallowtail. Right. Right. So the caterpillars and the butterflies are supposed to be there, supposed to eat the right. plant. You plant the plant, <laughs> so you have to support. It's a host plant, so exactly. you have to. You can't take off a bug that you gave the bu- the plant to. And then they it doesn't work that way. Yeah, and then the people removed the caterpillars and relocated it to milkweed, and the caterpillars of this species do not eat milk. Well, actually, they said that they went over there by themselves, but I don't know about that. (laughs) They probably, like, you know, pushed them aside. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's like you, if you are going to use a host plant, you got to know it's going to be sacrificial, and it'll come back, and if it doesn't, you'll get another one. Come on. It is about saving, uh, you know, the the critters. And what was the one thing you said, Kenny, to me was... just going to say, not everything that creeps and crawls in your garden is bad. Exactly. Most things are good. You know, you just have to, a different perspective. And so, we're happy that she put them back. We're happy that she asked the question. And yes. yes, absolutely. And she put them back. And so, yay, we're happy about that. Yeah. So, today is the last day of the pledge drive. Yes. And in the studio, live with us, <coughs> is Sean. And Our, Sean is, He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's so the thank pro- you. <laughs> he's the programmer for this week, and he's excited to share some of the pledges that happened for the last show that just came in. Yeah, so before I mention the Healthy Steps pledges that are coming in right now as we speak, I want to tell you that for sustainable living, the goal is $2,000 during this hour. That's a very, uh, you know, it's a a high goal for any show to raise $2,000 in an hour. But we're so confident that there are fans of sustainable living out there who are willing to contribute to keep shows like this on the air in Tampa Bay. If you can help us with that goal, please give us a call at 813 239-9663 or you can make a donation on our secure website which is wmnf.org and you can support this show Sustainable Living and we're Annie's going to tell us before I read these people who donated last hour let me have Annie read what our challenge is well, our challenge, we have a sustainable living has a $400 uh, challenge from an anonymous donor in Sarasota, and they're asking for listeners to donate $100 or more to join the circle of friends at $10 a month. So, I mean, you can give us $100, boom, or you can do, you know, $10 a month 
or whatever you want, as long as it falls in the category of $100. Um, so I'm hoping you guys can do this. This anonymous donor is fantastic. He's doing it with a lot of places. So, And it might not be you. the same person. We don't know. but Thank uh, you, Sarah Soda. Um, so so uh, there are four $100 donations that we yes, need in order exactly. to get that challenge. Exactly. So I just want to put that out there right now as I'm thanking people who've donated during the last show. So if you are a fan of sustainable living and you want to double your impact, please call now with your $100 donation, 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. And I'm happy to say that Healthy Steps did exceed its goal. It, it met its goal. So congratulations to Dr. Fred for all of his hard work. Fantastic. J- Joseph Green from Treasure Island is getting the WMNF bucket hat, and he's going to be at the Circle of Friends at the $40 a month level. So please, uh, thank, I'm sorry, thank you for that. I said please, I meant thank you. Elsie <laughs> Strom from St. Petersburg <laughs> has contributing $100, is getting the bucket hat as well. Also, Ginny and Rich from Venice are, getting, are donating $100 to get the WMNF t-shirt. Anonymous from Mayaka City is contributing $100, is also getting the bucket hat, very popular. Robert Pope and Marty Galloway from Clearwater are donating $25, and they say they're already a Circle of Friends member, and they want to support Dr. Harvey with that $25 contribution. And Alfred Van Brookhoven from from Lutz is donating $100. So thank you to everybody who donated during Healthy Steps. I'm almost certain that we met the goal. I'll get a total in in, in just a bit, but I right now we're going to shift gears and we're going to ask for people to support Annie and Kelly on sustainable living. And Kenny. An, I'm sorry, Kelly's Kenny. I don't know why. I'm, I'm reading. It says K E N N Y, and for some reason I couldn't pronounce that. <laughs> the N's turned to L's. Yeah. So okay. Annie, you have some people yes. who donated even before the fund drive. I started. know that is so kind of you to do this. We had an anonymous donation from Sarasota for twenty one dollars. Uh, we have. Um, a uh, an amount of let's see eighty eight point five from Paul and Gail Carroll in Bel Air, and it seems like I have one more. Hmm, can't find it. I'll let you know about that one later if I find it. <laughs> we did um, just get a text message from Doug in Clearwater, who you know participates. Often, in and he said and that Annie said the word milkweed, so he might have to buy another Bill Murray bucket hat now. <laughs> so I guess that's the... Is that the key word? Yes. <laughs> All right. Milkweed, 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 milkweed. <laughs> yep. And gay, 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 gay. <laughs> <laughs> that is very good. Thank you, Annie. So uh, today we are talking with Bertha Vasquez, the education director for the Center for Inquiry, a nonprofit foundation which strives to foster a society based on reason, science, freedom of inquiry, and humanist values. She runs several projects for the Center for Inquiry, including Science Saves. So stay tuned as we promote a balance of people, profit, and planet. So it's back to me, Annie. Um, and so Bertha uh, Vasquez, she's a 32-year veteran teacher. Good congratulations. That's a miracle. Is And she's the recipient of several national and local honors, including the 2014 Samsung's $150,000 Solve for Tomorrow contest. She's been the Miami-Dade County Public Schools Science Teacher of the Year three times in her career. Wow, we're so proud of you, Bertha. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you so much. You guys are, it's such a positive program. I've been listening in and I love it. Oh, I'm so glad you like it too. We love it as well. You know, you, you've taught 
so many science subjects. One of your main teaching interests has been in environmental education. Yes. Why? Yes. Why is it important for students to learn about climate change in different fields of study like language, arts, math, and history? Because that's that seems diversified. Yes. Well, I think, first of all, it adds weight to the subject. Students are seeing the, the same subject being taught in different classes. Students are seeing their teachers collaborating together. Mm-hmm. Second, I, I have a lot of faith in my fellow teachers. And I might not reach that student that with data collection and graphing and climate data. You might reach that student creating a poem. You know what I mean? Yes. So you're Get in a different direction, a different exactly. perspective. Yeah, it's a good idea. And in our school, when we did this, it was a beautiful program. The whole school, George Washington Carver Middle School in, in Miami, Florida. We have It's a language school. So we have teachers from Germany, France, Spain. And the kids wrote uh, pen pals letters to Germany, for example, and asked them, how does the recycling program work in Germany oh. or in, in Spain? So they got a real international perspective through the language um, programs. That is and, very interesting to me. Yeah, it yeah. was great. Plus, you know, this isn't a science topic. This is a social topic. This is an economic topic. We have to address poverty when we address climate change, right. uh, social class. So science is terrific, of course, to address it in the science class, but it's also very important to address it in these other classes as well. Yeah. I, I, it's interesting for you to, to talk about that because I, I really wouldn't have put that together. So thank you uh, for bringing that up. I appreciate it. Uh, but, but what is uh, Science Saves? I mean, that is the name of a thing that you do. So what is that, yeah. Science Saves? So it's, it is a project of the St- uh, Stifle Free, Free Thought Foundation and the Center for Inquiry. When they told me about this project, I thought, oh my God, that is my dream job. <laughs> it's it's a non a nonpartisan partisan campaign to generate an appreciation for the role of science in our lives. That's what it is in a nutshell. And what it does is it uses human stories. It's a campaign where people tell stories of how science has benefited their lives or you know human outcomes in general. I think science can really unleash human potential. It can transform our lives. It offers humanity the tools to you know overcome the pressing issues of today, like from glo- the global pandemic to climate change. Um, that's, that's science saves in a nutshell, basically. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, it's so interesting to me. I, I just really, you've turned it around for me. Uh, and I'm sure everybody else too is listening, uh, that you've just made it, uh, personal and not, yes. not, uh, just science, which is, you know, very cut and dried. When you put the, the humanity attached to it, it just makes such uh, uh, an eye-opener. Um, so why was uh, it created, the Science Saves? What was up with that? Why, did, why was it created? I mean, you didn't come up with it. They came up with no, it and no. gave it to you. Exactly. And I only do, I do the education aspect of okay. the project. There's other people involved. But I think, first of all, there's a lot of misunderstanding um, and almost suspicion of, of science these days. Mm, oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, so we want to talk about that for sure. Yes. <laughs> Uh, second thing is, I think a lot of us, we take science for granted. And uh, for example, one of the lessons that I created, if you go to sciencesaves.org and everything, you could download everything, um, I hope teachers use it, mm-hmm. is it's a graph and it shows child mortality, children under the age of five from 1800, the year 1800 to the year 1220, I'm sorry, 2020, <laughs> not going backwards. And you know that almost half 
of children born in 1800 died before their fifth birthday. I think it's like 46%. That's a and, lot. Yes. And then you're watching this, this, it's a line graph, and you're watching it dip and dip and dip. It really starts dipping in the 1900s. It takes a massive dip in the 60s. Hello, vaccinations. Yeah, exactly. And now it's like massive, massive dip. But if we had this bigger perspective, not just today, but if we look back in history and see, we see what it, the difference that antibiotics and vaccines and something as simple as washing our hands, mm-hmm. what it's done for our fellow humans. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's kind of why it was created. So we put things in perspective. I think the other thing too is um, unfortunately, especially the older demographic in our country there they think of science like the teacher telling them to go to the back of the chapter and write the definitions when i think of science i think of a mixture of awe and wonder for the universe and curiosity for the world around me and science saves science isn't about data science is about the people who do the science so it's an appreciation for your fellow humans that are, that are giving you the electricity that you're using right now to listen to this show or giving you the food on your table or giving you the car that you drive. So Science Saves is it's just, it's just supposed to be a very positive, feel-good campaign for you to stop and appreciate what your fellow humans have done for you. Very good. So, Bertha, we're going to take a quick uh, break because Sean is going to announce a couple of things sure. for our pledge. Yeah, thank you, Bertha. And it's great to have you on the show today. Really appreciate thank the you. information that you're giving us. And I want to thank someone who donated to an earlier show, but it's still uh, very important to, to support all of the shows. We have Anonymous from Tampa who says, I like democracy and is donating $88.50 to support the great programming here on Democracy Now. I'm sorry, the great program here on WMNF, such as the Sustainable Living Show with Kenny and Annie. And they're, they're great guests they bring on every week. Remember, this show has a goal of $2,000. There's a challenge out there right now. We're still looking for four people to donate $100 or more. You could also join the Circle of Friends at $10 a month or more. And we will get an additional $400 from an anonymous donor in Sarasota. Some of the thank you gifts that we have to offer is for just a $40 donation. We've dropped this. It's now only $40. You can get a pair of tickets to this weekend's WMNF's Juneteenth celebration at the Palladium in downtown St. Petersburg. It features a local band, Soul Caravan, playing a soul review with the best Earth, Wind, and Fire songs. So we'll also have someone who will be speaking as Frederick Douglass at this Juneteenth celebration. So I hope you can come to that celebration this Saturday in St. Petersburg and you can get a pair of tickets for only $40 donation to Sustainable Living if you call 813-239-9663 right now. We're especially looking for people who can donate $100 or more to help us to meet that challenge. Thank you, Sean. All right. So, Bertha, earlier you were talking about uh, one of the lessons that you or someone else created. So, Science Saves is a program, and is it for teachers K through 12 then? Well, Science Saves is for everybody, but as the education director at Science Saves, there are lessons on the website, sciencesaves.org. If you scroll down, there is a section for teachers, yes. Very good. And what are some of your favorite Science Saves lessons? Um, Let's see. We have about 19 or 20 on there right now. Um, I love Science Saves Lives. And that's a lesson where students view three videos. They view the video of a little boy with a 3D printed hand. 
the, yeah, they view the video of someone who is very active and she has um, kidney issues. So it's a portable dialysis machine and a young man who had a temporary heart until they can find him a donor's heart. And, and so then they make their own, they, I say, just sky's the limit, create something that will help the planet animals or your fellow humans and i say i know you don't know the technology behind this but go ahead and create so my students this is the first lesson on the first day of school i asked them to draw me a scientist and of course they all draw old guys in white <laughs> and the last day of school i asked them to draw me a scientist again and they draw themselves and they draw themselves out in the uh. field and uh, climbing mountains and uh, making new types of candy but from <laughs> this lesson yeah, you know, food cutters. Yeah, exactly. They got to start yeah. somewhere. <laughs> so I had kids who made glasses that help blind people see. I had kids who borrowed the um, biology of lizards that can regrow their tails and regrew human limbs. I had kids who drew flying cars. And then they have to present to their fellow scientists who critique them sometimes positively and sometimes <laughs> negatively. And they had to go back to, the, to their drawings and they had to add at least two things or change at least two things that their fellow, their classmates slash fellow scientists suggested. Because I think that's a really, really important point. It's, you know, you, you can be wrong. You have to be humble when you're a scientist. You have to repeat your uh, results. You have to share your results yeah, and, you have to learn how to make and, a presentation, too. That's yeah, good. so that's one of my favorite lessons. Another one is called Savior of Mothers. That was his name. His name was Dr. Semmelweis. His nickname was Savior of Mothers. He's the first person to go, hey, why don't we wash our hands? And today, that's so obvious to us, right? right. As children of the 20th and 21st centuries. But back then, you know, doctors were working hard, saving lives, and then they'd go help a mother give birth and unwittingly kill her and her child because they were carrying from bacteria from another sick person. They were walking, the surgeons were walking in in street clothes and doing their surgery till yes. they understood that what about germs because they really poo-pooed it. They didn't believe it at first. Exactly. Amazing. Actually, some of us went through terrible depression because he was not believed. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one of my other favorite lessons. Another one is uh, the new technology of CRISPR. But it's all about the new technology of CRISPR, which I find really exciting stuff. But there's a, there's 18 or 20 there if you go to sciencesaves.org and scroll through Yeah, that. he was just bringing that up, and there's a great <laughs> picture of, like, kids exploding. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. People need to check it out. It's a really good website. So, Bertha, can you tell the listeners what is scientific literacy and why it's important? Gosh, that's a big question, Penny. Um, first of all, I think today it is a very big responsibility of everyone to be scientifically literate. And it is not easy because there's information everywhere. And you could go down some serious algorithmic rabbit holes, if you will, you know, of misinformation. And I think we all have to start with a very important premise. We all harbor biases and we're all biased. And so when you come to scientific literacy, you have to remember that about yourself, too. Um, I think the most important thing that science literacy is about, it's not about facts. It's not about facts. It's about skills. It's about the process of science. Science is about asking questions, learning about the question, 
setting up repeatable state like question statements that we can test. These are called hypotheses, testable statements, experimenting, collecting data, drawing conclusions, and boom, bing, 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 fireworks, whatever you figure out, it must be repeatable. Someone else must come behind you and be able to repeat what you've done. You must understand in scientific literacy that science is going to change over time. Perfect example, at the beginning of the pandemic, they said, ah, no, masks aren't really necessary. And then they learned, they learned more and it's okay to be wrong in science. They learned more and they said, wait a second, wait a second, actually masks are really important. And I know people that poo-pooed the mask. Oh, you know, they don't know what they're talking about. They said masks weren't important. Now masks are important. And I want to go, no, see, you don't understand. It's yeah. okay to be wrong. That's how science works. That's right. We change over time. Yeah. And I think most, another very important thing is know your source. Consider your source. Always go back. And, and figure out why is this being said by this particular source. I want you to talk about that more. But first. Oh, I can okay, talk about that. Hang, hang with that because that's really important to us. But first, from Kenny. <laughs> we uh, want to ask listeners if they know what WMNF, the letters stand for. And it's, we are member-supported non-commercial FM. That's why you don't hear commercials during all the other weeks. But we do need to hear... Um, your name as a donor to keep us on air. As you know, Annie and I are volunteers, but the station needs money to run. So the way that you're able to do that is by calling 813-239-9663, or you can go online and donate at wmnf.org or use our free app. Just make sure you use the letters S-U-L to get our program, Sustainable Living, the credit. And an anonymous donor in Sarasota will contribute $400 to WMNF if we get four 100 donations this hour. So that's like doubling. dollars donation. Yeah, so that's yeah. like doubling your money. You give 100 the Sarasota person gives 100 Absolutely, but we have, to, we have to get four of them for him to do it. Yeah. So there's that. Because I'm ready to write a check. so if you are listening and you value our program uh, you can give us a call at 813-239-9663 since the last pledge drive we had great topics remember the doctor who talked about growing uh, mangoes oh yeah that was she was wonderful she was a a professor of mangoes yes everybody in the rare food council was thrilled they were like oh my god you're gonna have her on the show she's fantastic another person that bertha would really appreciate was miles who i think is in elementary school eight years old and he started kids saving oceans and he's been able to donate Ten like thirty thousand dollars to save the oceans. Wow. Yeah, he's been doing it for several years, and he's a child, and he decided he wanted to do this. Yeah. And his parents, his mother's yep. dual, uh, uh, support him on this. It's fantastic. And we've also had the editor of Backyard uh, Poultry Magazine talking about raising chickens. Oh, which I was wonder a, who that was. It wasn't me. It was. <laughs> it was Kelly Gill. No. No. <laughs> It was Marisa Ames. And oh, then, yeah, that's right. She uh, was great. We had Doug Alderson, who wrote a book about Florida River. So yeah. if you think all of these programs are important and you enjoy hearing about being sustainable, which is what our next question for Bertha will be about, how this relates to sustainability, give us a call at 813-239-9663. 
813-239-9663 or WMNF.org is how you can show support for sustainable living. It's a show that's been on for a long, long time here on WMNF. We want to be able to keep it on the air here because we think sustainability is an important topic that our listeners really respond to. We did get some support before the fund drive for this show. Annie thanked some people earlier who donated before the show. I should say during the show, we have not gotten one call yet. So that makes me really, uh, it makes it sound really important that we get somebody like you who's listening out there and who, and who appreciates sustainable living that you call right now, 813-239-9663. We're especially looking for people who can make a $100 donation or join the circle of friends at $10 a month because as Annie and Kenny have both said, that that will help us to meet that challenge where someone will donate an additional $400 if we can get four different people to donate $100 at 813-239-9663 or donate on the web at WMNF.org. Please support the Sustainable Living Show here on WMNF. I want to tell you something because I sent a lot of uh, texts out to a lot of people and such, and I sent one to Rick Martinez, and he's in... uh, he started Sweetwater Farm in the 70s, I think, and he's in France. And he said, count me in for $100. Any available WMNF t-shirt to add to my collection would be great. So I'll get that handled. So he's already on board. for. So we've gotten our first 100, and I'll, okay. I'll make that happen. Sounds so, great. Yeah. Do you guys find out who, if, as the money's coming in, or do you find out at the yes, end of the Yes, we hour? do. So if you are ready, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> The people who are answering the lines, they will run into the studio they and will. give us the receipt, and then we'll confetti will fly, and then we will uh, <laughs> honor those people on air. Yes. So, Berth, and the more you call and donate, the less we have to interrupt Bertha. That's right. <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> so, uh, Bertha, we were talking about understanding why scientific science literacy is important, but how does that relate to sustainability? And one definition of sustainability is the balance of people, profit, and planet. I, uh, I just see it as such a, just a starting point is a respect for nature. When I was little, my dad used to say, we, don't lo- we only love what we understand. Oh. And as I, that really stuck with me. And I was older. I found the full quote, um, Baba Diyum, I think from Senegal. He said, for in the end, we will only save what we love. We will only love, we only love what we understand. And we only understand what we are taught. And wow. science can teach you, right, to, to understand something. And then you gain that appreciation for it. So that that's definitely one tie. And there are a couple lessons that I, one I created one another teacher created. One is on Nelson Borlaug. Do you know who that is? No. See, I, Kenny, do you know who Nelson Borlaug is? Um, How do you spell that name? B-O-R-L-A-U-G. I'm going to so, say no, so you can okay, well, <laughs> properly I, describe I, I it. Science for 32 years, and I didn't know this person. And um, my the CFO of the Center for Inquiry said, Bertha, like, I, her name's Robin Blumner. I'd like you to create a lesson on Nelson Borlaug. I feel terrible. I didn't know this guy. They've attributed this. He has saved over a billion human lives. He was a food, a a plant scientist, a botanist who created a much faster growing, much more nutritious strain of wheat. And it, it started, he did it in India. He did it in Pakistan and Mexico and it grew faster. It fed more people. It was easier to grow. And, 
he as that spread the strain of wheat spread to different countries he he's responsible for saving a billion lives and that to me is an example of sustainability another lesson we have is on Millie Zantau who I also didn't know anything about and she's the mother of recycling she was a woman in the 30s with children and she wanted to save everything and reuse everything and taught her family to do it and promoted it in her community and I didn't know anything about her either so what we're trying to do is promote this appreciation of people who have done things like this in both cases promoted sustainability yeah thank you i mean they're very ins- inspirational so can you do you know or do you understand why people get confused about larger aspects of science like climate change like where's the disconnect why why do people believe well, misinformation i guess I guess I know, first of all, there's purposeful misinformation. And it, it, if you're not scientifically literate and you're, or you're working on getting scientifically literate, it, it's, it's not your fault. It is so out there, you know, the, the misinformation. I think another reason is we like quick answers. And science is complicated. Science is not black and white. There's shades of gray. I, I always give the example in my class, explain baseball to me in one sentence. And at first the kids think, oh, I can do that. I know baseball. Everybody knows baseball. You know what? You cannot explain. No, you you cannot. can't explain baseball in one sentence. And science is like that. So if you just talk about, oh, a data point, on a, it's cold one day in South Florida in, in wintertime. Oh, there's no climate change. It's so much more complicated than that. And our brains, I mean, just through evolution, we are programmed to make quick decisions we're not programmed to think this way i see a rustling in the trees that could be a lion coming to kill me i'm not going to go well let me take out my clipboard Hmm. it could be the wind it could be my friend that's standing behind me it could be oh it's a lion i'm dead those people died they didn't reproduce and have children Uh, we are the children of those people who made those quick decisions and now it's kind of hurting us because we don't think through problems and we yeah. expect quick decisions and black and white issues. And, you know, Richard Dawkins, who's a hero of mine, calls it the tyranny of the discontinuous mind. We see cold and we see hot. We don't see warm. And I think the big aspects of science like climate change are very complicated issues that cannot be explained in a 30-second soundbite. Yeah. About 15 years ago, I loved watching the Colbert Report with Stephen Colbert where he played a sure. character. And he would always say that he always trusted his gut. And uh-huh. he he would blatantly say he didn't really trust like double-blind studies. And <laughs> he didn't trust science in general. Satire, folks. Yeah, of course. It was also, thank you. That was yeah. good. That was a good point. So now that you're explaining it, it, it does make sense why people would not, let's say, trust science or understand science. Because if the scientist finds that what they initially reported is wrong, then they're going to change their mind. They're willing to change. Yeah. Well, and also the other thing I was thinking about is like when people, a lot of people, they get one answer, they will dig their heels in and yeah. that is the yeah. answer. Okay. And Ego so there's thing. no, no, no room for any kind of, uh, oh, new information. Oh, well then that, that uh, changes this first thing. So, you know, a we lot do. of people we do, do dig that. Our heels in. Yeah. And I would say, you know, when you talked about science literacy, an aspect of that is humility. Ah, 
Oh, being, know, being ready to accept a new change, a yes. new idea. Correct. And yeah. when you're wrong, a scientist doesn't go, well, no, I was That's right. right. <laughs> they actually think, wow, this is an opportunity to learn something new. How yeah. exciting. Yeah. You know, I want to talk about uh, researching the sites to where you can, when you get information yes. about finding out if that is um, misinformation or correct information. Yeah. So in a moment, Bertha is going to tell us how we can find if like a TV or an article is credible, like how, what kind of clues would we use? But first, Sean, is going to make a little good. I just want to make my big point. Yeah, I want to <laughs> remind you. people that we're listening to Sustainable Living on WMNF, and WMNF is listener-sponsored community radio, and we come to you without commercials. And the only reason that happens is because our listeners donate to the radio station to keep it going strong. And you can become one of those donors by calling eight one three. Two three nine nine six six three, or you can donate on the web at wmnf.org. Remember, we needed four calls at one hundred dollars or more to meet a four hundred dollar challenge. Uh, Annie is telling me that she's gotten one of those hundred dollar donations. So we still are looking for three people who can donate one hundred dollars or more during this show to help it meet its goal of raising $400. An anonymous donor will match that $400. And the overall goal for this show is 2000 And we've raised about $300 of that so far. So we're still looking for about $1,700 in the next 20 minutes. So this is a tall task, but it can happen with supporters like you. Give us a call, 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. And if you'd like a thank you gift for your donation, if you donate $88.50 or more, we can give you the WMNF bucket hat. Very popular hat right now. It is now. popular. And if you and you can see any of these gifts on our website, WMNF.org. If you donate $88.50 or more, you can get a WMNF summer fun t-shirt which is a kind of a buttery yellow color and it has a design on it with like a rainbow and and uh, palm trees a very summer fun 70s, 70s vibe yeah. yeah and so either of those can be yours for for a donation of $88.50 or more please call and support the show sustainable living on 88.5 FM the number is 813 813- Two three nine nine six six three or WMNF.org. I want to let y'all know that I am definitely going to do a hundred dollars myself. So we need two more. Uh, for sure. So I just want to say that you can do ten dollars a month. That's going to put you over the hundred. It's going to be twelve hundred dollar or twelve. Well, one hundred dollars and one hundred twenty dollars. Let me say that it's easy for me to say. So, uh, so please, 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 don't let us lose that last four hundred dollars from that person that's being so generous to get that. Uh, that's uh, only ten dollars a month. Uh, so please, 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 just want to ask that. Uh, and I have, uh, since we want to roll right back to what we were just talking about with you, Bertha, uh, when when reading, we wrote this down, so I'm just going to read it because I think it's pretty clear. When reading an article or watching TV, what are the some things? What are some things that you can do to figure out if the reporter is biased? or repeating the truth, or how can we tell something is based on science? And I also wanted to talk about when you're online and how do you track those sites uh, to find out if it's misinformation or is correct information, please. That's a great question. Yes, the best question. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only types Uh, of questions we ask. That's correct. They're all the best. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm sorry about that. I think we could talk, talking science, we could talk about 
inoculation. Yes. And inoculation gets you prepared beforehand. Yes. So I think something that we can do is know beforehand what to look for. Um, there's two great, I recommend two people that do this great on their own websites. And I'll tell you what they have to say. One is John Cook. He has an app called Cranky Uncle. And I have my students use that in class. You know, the cranky uncle at Thanksgiving that's giving you all the conspiracy theories and stuff. Oh, yeah, that guy. And Yeah, and the other person um, works at Massasoit Community College in Massachusetts. Her name is Melanie Tresick King. And her site is called Thinking is Power. And both of these people give you an, an excellent way to inoculate yourself against misinformation. Melanie has offered, she's going to teach a class for just people interested in Science Saves and my other programs at Massasoit for three credits in September, which if somebody hears this and is interested, they could contact Kenny. So what they're saying is look for these things. There's five things. Number one is fake experts. If they if they have someone on there who does not have a relevant expertise, just because <laughs> you studied, you know, you have a minor or in meteorology in college, doesn't mean you should be talking about climate change. Um, the second one is look for what is called a logical fallacy. That's people who are jumping to conclusions. Oh, it's thirty degrees in Miami. It, oh, there's no climate change. <laughs> That's jumping too quickly to a conclusion. You need a lot more data before coming to that conclusion. Uh, another one is what we call impossible expectations, um, where they demand more and more proof, where they have really unrealistic standards of proof. I think the tobacco industry was great at this, mm -hmm. um, sowing doubt by saying, yeah, but are we absolutely sure is every single lung cancer case tied to smoking and something like that? Um, Somebody saying something like scientists cannot predict the weather, so how can they possibly predict climate? That's what we would call an impossible expectation. Uh, another one that you'll see is cherry picking. They'll pick one piece of data that doesn't go. And there's always going to be some data. Yeah, the mask you know, on the early on, just like that. Exactly. Yeah. That, that, that's another thing that you're going to see. And of course, if almost every scientist or every scientist in the world disagrees with you, well then gosh darn it, it's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So thinking ahead, planning ahead and not falling for those um, things is a big deal. And John Cook Cranky Uncle does that. It teaches you, it gives you, it's a quiz game and it makes statements and you have to say, you know, under what kind of category of false information does it fall. And Melanie Tresick King calls it FLOATER. That's an acronym for all the things that you should look for. And I think the other one that's really big is, is there money? Can follow the source. I have my students do a project on alternative energy every year and they have to find me a study that says climate change is not happening or it's not being caused by humans. And I make them go back, follow the money trail And what they discover is that there are front groups with very patriotic sounding names like the Heartland Institute or Americans for Prosperity. Patriots. And if they look, be yes, as they look behind those very beautiful sounding names, I love the name Heartland Institute. I could just mm -hmm. hear, you know, the, our beautiful national anthem playing <laughs> while I say that mm -hmm. in my head. If you look behind that front group, there's Exxon, there's Mobil, there's Chevron, there's the Koch brothers. You're not going to believe the Koch brothers, but you'll believe 
Americans for prosperity. Right. Who's not against who's against prosperity? None of us. <laughs> so that's I make them learn to follow their their sources. You know, I back I've also uh found that <clears throat> when I I look up where the origin is, like where did it begin on whatever that dot is or the organization or the newspaper or whatever like that is and then I'll find the name and then I'll research the name of the person that did that. And then right. I get a little bit more information about really where did that come from. So Yeah. It takes and some I'm time though. That- it does. It does. That's the thing we were saying about baseball. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't simple. Yeah. And I'm going to do it even more for stuff I think is true. Because again, here comes that humility. Yeah, I want to read this too. This is pretty great. A little more than two weeks ago, United States Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia said, and I quote, Bill Gates, I want to remind everyone, wants to grow fake meat in a Petri dish, and he wants us to drink poop water, unquote. Can you help us translate what she was saying and how it is detrimental to scientific progress, please? Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, so, a, by the way, I think one. she said peach tree dish, not Petri dish. <laughs> peach tree. <laughs> well, she and, is from know, Georgia. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I'm going to give her a pass because she's from Georgia. And... <laughs> Uh, Mark Twain said the fundamental cause of trouble in the modern world today is that the stupid are cocksure of themselves while the intelligent are full of doubt. But I don't know. That's not relevant at all to what it is. No, it makes sense. (laughs) Those are the ones that dig their heels in and say this is this, and it's not. So anyway, go ahead. She's referring to what you call an omniprocessor. Um, So the Gates Foundation started this thing that removes pathogens from sewage and makes marketable products. But I think the main thing isn't about making clean drinking water from poop water. The main thing is his concern for uh, sewage across the world. On his site, it said that 2 billion people use latrines around the world and that 700,000 children die every year of bad water. Now, again, I'm going to say, because that's coming from the Gates Foundation, and I am looking at a product of the Gates Foundation, I'm going to go find that source somewhere else. Sure. So remember, you know, remember to do that to yourself too. Mm-hmm. And I did find the source. It's in multiple places, including the World Health Organization and mm-hmm. UNICEF. And I'm going to guess that Marjorie Taylor has... Green, yeah. yeah, see, I tried to not think about Lock her too much. It. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to assume she has a pro-life stance. Oh, yeah, she so, totally does. Okay, so you're talking about... She's a Trumper. A, a machine yeah. that's going to save the lives of 700,000 children a year. So I would assume, I would encourage her to lead, read more about this omniprocessor and perhaps reconsider her position. Yeah, because that, that's very generous <laughs> of you. <laughs> I, you know? We have to be positive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, but you know, if anybody can think that through, uh, in these third world countries, uh, they're drinking water out of the rivers, and if there's the trains yep. and that sewage is draining straight into the water sources, and that's uh, everything's going downhill from there. So you know, yep. it's definitely in there. It's, you can think that through. It's very logical. You know. Yes, and again, she's coming from the United States, where, like I said, we take our health for granted. Yeah. Uh, Florida, we have really good water. I mean, Miami has some of the best drinking water in, in the country. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't realize it's not just about making a marketable product from what they're taking out of the water. It's also just, it's about clean water. Yeah. 
Well, so but, I, I'm sure she knew that she would change her mind. If she knew it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Sean has some uh, information for us. Uh, well, I do want to break in and to say that we are still raising funds here on 88.5 FM. Again, it's a week-long fundraiser, and it is almost over. Thank goodness we are only a few hours away from the end. And in fact, we're only about 11 or 12 minutes away from the end of the news and public affairs breaks on WMNF. So please call now, 813-239-9663, and make your donation for sustainable living, 813-239-9663. You can also make a donation on our secure website, which is WMNF.org. We have a goal of raising 2000 dollars this hour and we've gotten two we we've gotten two of our four one hundred dollar donations needed to get to a four hundred dollar challenge so we're especially looking for people who can make one hundred dollar donations to help us meet that challenge here is a donation of one hundred five dollars who is getting the wmnf tote bag it's lee in riverview thank you so much oh, for that that's my ex-sister-in-law my love thank oh, you lee well lee thank you for that donation and you have helped us because now we're only one donation away from getting that four hundred dollar challenge so Aww. let me put this a different way if someone out there right now can call us up and donate $100. Here's what it'll mean for the station. We'll get that $100 plus we'll get that $400 matching gift. So your $100 donation essentially will turn into a $500 gift for WMNF. So please call now 813-239-9663 or donate on the website wmnf.org. Less than 10 minutes to go in the entire news and public affairs block for the whole week of fundraising. We're not going to come back to you until October to ask for funds. So please donate now to support shows like Sustainable Living, 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. And I do have some good news about the economy. You can log into WMNF.org right now and hit the tip jar for your favorite show, which of course would be Sustainable Living, S-U-L. And you can name your own price and try doing that at the gas station. You can't. <laughs> so if you can't donate 100 uh, you can donate whatever you want. So Bertha, <laughs> we have... Suggestion at the gas station. I can see it now. <laughs> So Bertha, we have uh, you know 10 minutes left. I have uh, three questions left for you. The first one is, I've seen you uh, wear a shirt that says, inspired to be less wrong. What is that about? Well, again, I think you got to remember your own biases, right? I think of myself, I tell my students, there's no way that 100% of what you think is true is true. There's no way that 100% of what I think is true is true. I used to take vitamins, for example. Vitamins, there's no evidence whatsoever that vitamins improve your health if it's in fact a multi-billion dollar industry at this point. I, I think you're, I think about gluten-free project uh, products. A lot of us on our team, shall I say, like that gluten-free label, unless you have celiac disease, I don't know if you have to worry about that. I saw gluten-free salt or, or GMO salt. Yeah, that- GMO they put that on all labeling. It's like <laughs> called greening yourself. Yeah, right? greenwashing. Yeah. Greenwashing. Oh, yeah. Non- <laughs> there may be health I washing. Health washing, right. Health washing. Yeah. I challenge people to look up GMOs are the reason that we can feed so many billions of people on this Well, planet. we, we uh, don't always just agree with that. So, uh, <laughs> well, well, Bertha's saying, look into look it. Look into it. That, you yeah. make your own decision based on uh, your factual uh, grab, I guess. So, yeah, because it, you know, I'm an organic gardener, my, purely organic gardener. So there's I that. understand, but yeah. see, that's it's always 
like it's okay when we look at somebody like Marjorie Taylor Greene and she's so out there, but it makes us uncomfortable to challenge our own biases. Mm. And it's important to do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, GMOs are the reason we have insulin available for people or growth hormone available for people, which is so much easier to produce, cheaper to produce, and much more hygienic way to produce some of our medicines today through transgenic organisms. And uh, so we have to challenge ourselves as well. This is about looking in as well as far as looking out. So when I wear that shirt, Aspire to be Less Strong, it's uh, so much as much about me and my own ideas and beliefs as it is about the people reading the t-shirt. So Science Saves uh, started a campaign, I think earlier this year, and it was the National Science Appreciation Day. Can you tell us what that was about? Yeah, so the National Science Appreciation Day was worth, in the fall of 2021, thousands of signatures petitioning individual states to designate March 26th, 2022, as the anniversary of Jonas Salk public announcement of the polio vaccine trials. Um, it was our first year. And so the National Science Appreciation Day was adopted by 14 states, both red and blue, and the District of Columbia. And we encourage people to use the hashtag science saves and the hashtag National Science Appreciation Day when they used social media. And it's co- kind of cool. Like I have the proclamation here from the state of Kansas. And it talked about, it says, you know how proclamations have whereas, whereas, whereas. So I'm not going to read you all those whereas, but it said the CDC estimates that the polio vaccine prevented 13 million cases of paralysis. It saved 650,000 lives worldwide since 1988. Um, Science has brought humanity vaccines, antibiotics, surgery, sanitation, Increased agricultural yields, pasteurization, safe drinking water, etc. So the proclamations of these states just talked about how important science has been in our lives. Very good. And hopefully next year we'll get more than 14 states. Yeah. Let's so, fingers crossed. So Bertha, we're just about out of time. Can you tell us how else Science Saves helps students? I saw that you were offering a scholarship this year for yes, uh, high school seniors. Yes, we had our first Science Saves scholarship. Students around the country, hundreds of students around the country, sent in 20 to 30 second videos on how science has improved their lives or the lives of someone they know. First place was a young man in Arizona. He got $10,000 cash. Great. And um, his. To help his go video to college. Was, yeah, that's Yes, yeah. it's for college. Sorry. Wasn't <laughs> clothes. <laughs> um, but the cash, you know, it went directly to him. That the donor was very clear about that. He didn't care if it was used to get home oh, for Thanksgiving, yeah. gas to get to school, books, whatever mm-hmm. you needed. And we also, so second place was $2,000. Third place was $1,000. And I've already set up the page at sciencesaves.org where kids for next year, next June, can win up to $10,000. So they can go on your uh, website and they can uh, look that up and fill out the information and go from there? Yes. As a matter of fact, all t- the top 10 videos are posted on the website. Oh, fantastic. So you, can see, you can see the kids who won. Okay. Okay. It's, well, it's, they're well done. They're beautifully done. Thank are, you, Bertha. Yes, thank you so much for being on our show. Bertha very Vasquez, the Education Director for the Center for Inquiry. And she also runs the very successful Science Saves program. Thank you, Bertha. We'll have a lot of this stuff on uh, our Facebook, too. So, go thank ahead. Thank you so much. Good luck with your campaign. Thank, thank you. you so much.
And that campaign is to raise funds to keep shows like this on the air. Sustainable Living is on WMNF because of listener support from people like you. So give us a call at 813-239-9663. We need to raise $2,000 this hour. Here's some good news. So we got a donation here from John and Debbie Butts for a $100 contribution oh, from yay. Plant City. And they are getting the WMF t-shirt. And they say, thank you, WMNF, for this programming. I'm a longtime listener <laughs> and a longtime he host. host. John Butts started this program. So, thank so, you so much, John. Thank Thank you, John and Debbie, for that donation. So we will now get that $400 challenge, assuming Annie's Annie's contributions come through, as we mentioned. Oh, they will. So um, check will clear. I think we need (laughs) $1,050 between now and the end of the show. So this is three minutes to go. And 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. All right. So to become a circle of friends... You can donate as little as $5 a month. Yeah, that's what's so great. You can do little bits. And uh, I mean, I don't even think you can buy you can buy one coffee for $5. Yeah, you get a monthly newsletter with bonus features. You get a thank you gift. And you can uh, call 813-239-9663 and, or give online at WMNF.org. I'd like to thank Steve and Terry Soltow from from Clearwater with a $100 contribution. They are getting the bucket hat. They've been members for 10 years and he's in. they are in the public drinking water business. Not sure whether it's Steve or Terry, but thank you for that great one, so $100 much. donation. I think we need $950 now. So please call in 813-239-9663 in the last two minutes of the show. So earlier I was talking about the Circle of Friends, but if you've been a Circle member for a few years now and are giving comfortably at 5 or $10 a month, you could try bumping it up to $20, $50, or $100 a month. Chances are you won't even notice and you'll feel great about it. <laughs> also, a reminder to all Circle members, you get a thank you gift every year that matches your donation level. So to find out what the, those donations are, Give us a call at 813-239-9663. I want to thank our phone bank volunteers, Jim, Nate, Jimmy, Cassie, and Marcy are back there taking your calls. Please keep them busy by calling 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org in the last one minute of Sustainable Living on WMNF Tampa. Well, I I would like to say that if you have enjoyed this show uh, and our weekly content, please consider going to WMNF.org, donating through the tip jar, and directing your donation to the Sustainable Living Show, and that's S-U-L. Your donation helps keep us on the air. Please stick around for the next hour to hear WMNF's Tampa's Monday Music with Lee. If you want to hear more public interest programming, you can switch over to WMNF's HD3 channel, The Source, to listen to today's Tom Hartman Show Live. And tune in next Monday morning at 11 for the Sustainable Living Show. And we will be talking to an organization, foodrescue.us. It's a nonprofit that uh, helps rescue food and deliver it to those in need. It's a great organization. Follow our Facebook page, Sustainable Living WMNF, to stay in the loop. I am Annie Ellis. And I'm Kenny Coogan. Remember, if you're looking for someone to save the world, look in the mirror. This is WMNF Tampa, 88.5. 